Okay, so that is just really a long version of our Lord saying, basically, don't lose sight of what's important. This morning in my prayer I do, the first thing on the day I try to do is my holy hour. So when I'm in the chapel, I always read the gospel passage for today and ask for the Lord for insight. And I think that that insight was clear this morning was, I especially in my daily tasks can get the cart in front of the horse thinking of all the logistics and the emails and the voicemails and the texts and the online comments and everything. And I heard the Lord's voice is saying, remember, those things are important in and of themselves, though. They're not the goal. The goal is to bring souls to Christ. Now, everything that I do is related to hopefully bringing souls to Christ. But it is not necessarily just in and of itself just the labor that we're doing in our ministry that means something. It is the focus of bringing souls to Christ. That's why Jesus says the importance is the altar, not the gold that is sitting on the altar. Today's day and age, people want to grab the gold, not thinking about what makes the gold important, what makes that gift on that altar important. God does. And to the saint today, the reason I'm in white is because we celebrate Rosalima. Now, she, I'm not in red because she wasn't a martyr. She didn't get uh, die for the faith. She died natural death. But we wear white in honor today of Saint Rosalima. She was born Isabel Flores de Olivia in Lima, Peru in 1586. Now, she had a Spanish dad, hence her name but a native indigenous mother. You know, she was the very first saint born in the Americas. I bet nobody probably knows that. I think that's a fascinating fact. You think of all the great saints and she was the very first saint born in the Americas. And so she became known for both her life of penance. We call it asceticism. She had an ascetic life and her care for the poor. Now, in spite of her duties, this is the exact point I was making the gospel today, despite all her duties for the poor and her asceticism and her strenuous life of penance, she didn't lose touch of what was important, the needs of others. So she saw the gold on the altar as her own vocation, but she saw what was purifying that was God through the needs of others. She was nicknamed Rose, even though her name was Isabel. Isabel Flores de Olivia, because the nickname Rose was for her beauty. She was one of the saints that we normally don't hear about being so beautifully physically. Usually we hear about the beauty spiritually. Um, Rose came because a servant of the family claimed to have seen her face when she was a little infant transform into a rose. And so that's how she got the name Saint Rose of Lima, because the servant taking care of her as a baby saw her face literally transform into a rose. 
It's very interesting. So she grew up, she prayed and she fasted, but even before she became an adult, she did this as a little girl. Um, she even did adoration. And this was not known to be done regularly amongst little children of the day. So she also received the Eucharist daily. That was extremely rare back then. It really wasn't until the 20th century, 19th century, that the church really began to promote and explain the importance of receiving the Eucharist daily. Do you realize how blessed we are? You think through all of human history, it wasn't to just the last century or two that we really came to understand and God gave the grace to the church to receive the Eucharist daily. It never was that way, especially back in the time of Rosalima. That's why she was rare to get it usually almost daily. And we don't even think about it. We don't even put any emphasis on it. We don't even bother coming to mass on a Sunday, let alone a weekday. And so the church very much thinks that Pius the 10th, or uh, I forget if it's Pius 9th, 10th, or 11th, but anyway, focused on the emphasis of the importance of daily receiving of Holy Communion and what it means. And I believe because the Bible tells us where sin abounds, grace will abound even the more. Well, Pius XII tells us that mankind is more sinful today than he was even at the time of the flood. What's God's answer? If we're more sinful now than ever, what's God's answer? I'm bringing in the Eucharist daily. Powerful stuff. All right, so anyway, she slept basically only two hours per night. Wow, she's my idol because, well, idol, we can't use that word as Catholics. I take that back. She's an inspiration because she didn't have to have much sleep. She lived on two hours a night so she could pray more. My problem is I don't do it necessarily always to pray more. I usually do it to work more. And that's me losing the sight of the gold on the altar. I have to not lose sight of the whole essence of the mission. It's not just to work more. I don't get sleep, but it's not solely to work more. It should be to pray more. That's the inspiration in St. Rosalima today. So a very good lesson. So she grew up and she became very beautiful and she attracted a lot of men. So you know what she did? She took pepper and she would grind it on her face to make it blister. And then she cut all her hair off so that she would be unattractive. It kind of makes me think of Father Don Calloway. I laugh because you know, many people think he's a handsome guy. And when he was in seminary, he grew this really long beard and he wouldn't always upkeep himself. And he would say, I don't want to be an unattract or I don't want to be an attractive person. And I remember one of my brothers saying, well, looking like that, Father Don, you don't have to worry about it because he would grow the long beard. You know, he would not necessarily keep it upkept, but that's what she did. She wanted a vow of virginity but it was opposed by her parents and they wished her to marry. This is common among the saints, um, very much. So out of frustration, finally her father gave in a little bit and gave her a room in the family home to herself and basically accepted that she wanted to be celibate, but they refused to let her enter a convent. So she was kind of like this beginning of the third order where you're living at home, but you're living 
the vows of religious life. It's kind of interesting. So out of obedience, she did. She lived at home. So if you got kids living at home, right? Um, father, my son and daughter is 28, 29, 30 years old living at home. Think of Rosalima. So anyway, um, she did. She lived at home, but she continued this life of penance. And she lived at home, as I said, as a member of the third order of St. Dominic. She was 20, but 20 then was like 35 today. So anyway, her parents, um, when they finally fell into financial trouble, she acted and she worked in the garden all day and sewed most of the night to try to help her family. So now let's go back to your kids. If your kids are living at home, it's not wrong to ask them to contribute. Ask them to be part of a contribution. And especially if somebody is living at home as an adult. I remember my dad said his dad um, told him when he came back uh, from the Marine Corps, he wasn't married yet and he didn't have anything said because he had been gone to Vietnam for four years. And my dad said, my grandfather said to him, I'll let you live at home, but you're either gonna be a full-time student or you're gonna work full-time and pay rent. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fair. That's an honest teaching for a child. So don't be afraid of that. Now, they set up a room in the house where she cared for actually homeless children the elderly and the sick. So that's how the first nursing homes got started. I bet you didn't know that. She actually is known as one of the first starting of the nursing homes because she would bring in orphans, homeless children, the elderly and the sick and take care of them in her home. Fascinating. So if you have a parent in a nursing home or a loved one, pray to St. Rosalima. This was the beginning of social services in Peru. She actually began at the social services that we have in Peru was started with her. She was, um, it was funny because the, in the reading about her, it says she donned a heavy crown. She actually, and I'm talking literally here, not figuratively. And it had spikes on the inside. It was like a crown of thorns. So she would take it and put it on her head. And I tell you, if you've ever taken that, the, the scalp is one of the most sensitive places um, it bleeds uh, heavily. If you ever get cut in the head, it just really bleeds. And so she, if you've ever taken a thorn, I remember on a pilgrimage once, they showed us the type of thorns that Jesus would have had. And I remember I just took one of those thorns and barely touched it to my head. Ow, that was really painful. I can't only imagine what our Lord went through and I didn't even pierce the skin. And so she did, she would wear this kind of crown of thorns. So she did a lot of penances. Now she died in 1617. She predicted her own death. Kind of sounds like St. Faustina, right? And she talked about it, um, but many miracles followed her death again, like St. Faustina. There were stories that she had cured a leper. There were many miracles. Um, now, what's interesting, her feast day is today, August 23rd, but she actually died on August 24th. Well, Father, then why don't we celebrate her feast day on August 24th, which normally we celebrate feasts on the days they died, not the days they were born, because the death is their really heavenly birthday. But we don't celebrate her on October, excuse me, August 24th, because that's the feast of St. Bartholomew the Apostle. And that was already established. So they put her today 
at the 23rd. So now they have this kind of interesting, I always laugh about Catholics and relics. They have her skull, all right? There's a, they actually, we have her skull with a crown of roses on public display at the Basilica in Lima, Peru. So you can actually go to Lima, Peru and see her skull with a crown basically of roses. So back in those days, it was customary to keep the torso in the Basilica and pass the head around the country. That's why people are like, you crazy Catholics. This is a tradition long before there were ever Protestant faiths to tell us that it's wrong to do this. It's been the centuries for centuries a tradition to have the relics of the saints. I mentioned that in my Mary talk this past Saturday. If you haven't seen, I did a talk on Mary this Saturday. It's up on our YouTube channel. One of the reasons I believe in the assumption is because no cities ever claim the relics of Mary. Jerusalem, um, Ephesus, Nazareth, Bethlehem. None of them have ever claimed the relics of Mary. They certainly would have if they existed. So anyway, uh, this is what they did. Now to finish, we don't do these types of penances anymore that she used to do. Maybe we should. We should at least think about doing that. Um, we are more enjoying of comfort-oriented society. Everything on demand. You know, um, even I'm guilty of that. Anything that I can do electronically now, anything that I could do, you know, um, expediently now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Sometimes it helps us to have more time to pray or work or be with our family, but we've become too comfort oriented. She was the opposite. She did penance. Um, you know, in our society today, especially in the West, we eat too much, we drink too much, we have too many gadgets. I mean, sometimes my desk looks like an airplane cockpit because I got my laptop, my cell phone, my voicemail, my, you know, everything trying to keep this ministry going. Again, not so bad, but in perspective, don't lose sight of the gold versus the altar that's bringing the gold or sanctifying the gold. So my focus isn't to be the phone and the laptop and the computer and the, and the, and the voicemail and the cell phone. It's to be the ministry that gives glory to God and brings souls to Christ. So anyway, commerce thrives today. Our society on creating useless needs for you to spend your money. Some of these commercials now really crack me up. It's like, seriously, we can't even do any of the most basic things on our own. You know, you see these TV commercials with even, you know, things that will automatically, you don't have to even use your hands anymore. Things will automatically apply your makeup. Well, maybe if you're handicapped or something, that's okay, but gee, you can't even pick up your hand to apply your own makeup. It's crazy. So these are things I think our Lord wants us to be aware of. And St. Rosalima is a good example. You know, don't fall for an ad just because some actor or athlete says to. This is crazy. I don't run out and I didn't, even when I had my own business and made a ton of money and I could have afforded it just because Michael Jordan said that you had to have this pair of shoes even then, when I had enough money to buy them, I looked at that and said, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous to spend $200 on those things just because Michael Jordan says. Now, if Barry Sanders said it, well, that might be a little different, just kidding. But the point is, we have to be careful not to fall for this kind of stuff. It's not just about money. Um, this is when we become like slaves. 
we become like slaves because there is society telling us if you don't have this particular luxury item, you're nobody. So we're enslaved to it. We got to make more money so we can buy more of these things. Nah, freedom. Freedom, not slavery. You know, Jesus, when he came, freedom is not just about license, do whatever you want. Freedom is doing what you be able, you ought to do. For instance, Jesus didn't free the Jews from the slavery of Rome. That's why Judas betrayed him. Judas thought Jesus should have freed the Jews from the slavery of Rome. Jesus didn't. What did he free them from? The slavery to sin. That's what we need to break away from, our inordinate detachments. So anyway, she is the patron saint of gardeners and florists. I didn't think about this, but is that because her name is Rose? I don't know, maybe. But she is the patron of gardeners and florists. I'm guessing, somebody will probably find I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that's because her name is Rose. But she's also the patron of Latin America and the Philippines. You all know my love for the Philippines. She's an official patron. Um, I'm sorry, the official patron of the Philippines is Lorenzo Ruiz, a Filipino saint that was uh, uh, recognized in the Philippines, but it does list St. Rosalima as a patron of the Philippines. And you all know, I strong belief that the Polish people and the Filipino people are chosen by God for a special mission, a special mission. No nation suffered more than they did in the hands of the Nazis in World War II, in the hands of the Japanese, yet remained so Catholic. Russia lost more people, this is true, but Poland and the Philippines, losing what they did in World War II, but yet remaining so Catholic. God, in my opinion, is rewarding them. So anyway, she is doing great work, Rosalima, because we have a Pope from Latin America, where she is patron, and we see divine mercy given to the Filipinos to spread around the world. She's the patron of the Philippines in one sense. Again, Lorenzo Ruiz is officially, but she's right there. And so maybe this is why Pope Benedict XVI was especially devoted to her. Pope Benedict XVI, a great example himself, said that St. Rosalima was one of his very favorite saints. So let us say today, St. Rosalima, pray for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit 
divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.